thank you for tuning into Holistic Finance, where we promote financial balance and financial health. Our mission is to simplify your finances so you can focus on your practice and enjoy life. Now here are your hosts, Ryan Burklow and Alex Collins. Hello everybody, welcome back to Holistic Finance. I'm your host, Ryan Burklow. With me, my co-host, Alexander Collins. Hey Ryan, how's it going? Good, good. So this is part two of a two-part series called Seven Biggest Financial Mistakes. And before we dive into that, um, uh, we want to welcome back our our listeners that have been been listening. We've gotten gotten some great feedback from you all, so we appreciate that. Make sure you visit us at holistic-finance.com. And you can ask us a question. Um, at the bottom of the page, there's a, a section that asks us a question that you either want us to to answer on the podcast here, or uh, we always have a question of the day at the end of the podcast. So make sure that you all go uh, go there and answer the question there. Uh, for those of you who are new, welcome. This is all about a podcast about helping naturopaths build your practice and help simplify your finances um, so you can focus on what you want to build rather than focusing on finances. And the three mistakes that we're going to go through today will certainly stand alone, but we would also highly recommend going back and catching last week's episode if you haven't already done so. Absolutely. So without further ado, why don't we jump right in here? Um, the, the first one is not having liquidity. And so let me define that. And actually, before I define that, actually, before we jump into this, Go to quantifiedfinancial.com. I know I just gave you two websites. You can actually go, uh, they both connect with one another. But on the home page there, if you scroll down and on the right-hand side, there's a spot that you can actually download an ebook that we wrote uh, in regards to these seven biggest financial mistakes. If you want inf- more information on these mistakes, go there. Now, let's jump back in. Number one, not having liquidity. So let's define liquidity, Alex. Sure. Uh, liquidity is having funds available to be able to use for whatever you need them to be used for. Yeah. Just accessibility to your money. Yes. The entire 2008 meltdown was essentially based around a lack of liquidity. Yeah. So let's actually talk more about that. Right. So why was that? Right. So a lot of that was real estate. So where was a lot of people's money? Yeah. Real estate. Right. And people wound up having loans that were too big when their cash flow changed on them unexpectedly, whether it's they they lost tenants, they lost their their job, they their cash flow changed for whatever reason. They didn't have reserves, they didn't have flexibility to be able to continue making payments. And so it caused this default wave and that just escalated through the financial system. You also had financial companies that were leveraging themselves up much, much, much more than they have historically. And so once the stock market started falling, you started having margin calls and without getting too technical into the weeds, it it became a situation where it was almost a self-fulfilling prophecy of of a downward spiral. Hard to get access to um, credit. Very hard. Right. And we don't have access to credit. And when your money's tied up in real estate and or a retirement plan, where are you going to pull the money from? Well, you don't have an option. So you pull it from your retirement plan and you're freaking out about the market going down. 
right? You can now see where if we just had cash or, or money set aside that we had access to, that could solve a lot of a lot of this issue. And then that's the negative side. The positive side of this is imagine if you had accessibility to this money, what you could have done to take advantage of the fact that real estate just plummeted. Oh yeah, we've got a bunch of clients that that profited tremendously from being able to deploy cash in an opportune time. Now, by no means should you take this to mean that we're trying to time the market, whether that's the stock market, the bond market, or the real estate market. However, we do want to have cash available for when opportunity presents itself that we can buy things at a discount. We absolutely want to do that. And we've had a whole podcast about this. Um, it's called Leveraging Your Cash. Like, There's this overwhelming like urge to not have a bunch of money sitting in cash and we actually, I don't want it sitting idle Ryan right and we actually went through how that can allow you to leverage your other money that's elsewhere so make sure you take a listen to that podcast so uh, that is mistake number five so let's move on to mistake number six which is a big one I think this might be we ha- we're gonna ask you a question at the end I'm, I'm gonna guess this is the biggest one it, it, this is one of the one of the topics that we almost always hear when we're talking to our naturopathic clients. And that is how do I pay off debt? And there's typically two different types of debt that we're talking about student loan debt and practice debt. And the, the error here is not having a strategy for how we're, how we're going to pay it off and how we're going to tackle it. Yeah. What we typically get when our clients come and talk to us about this. You know, this is on their mind. This is the monkey on their back that they're trying to get off. And then we ask them, okay, so what have you currently been doing? It's mainly an answer of, well, whatever extra money I have, I'm just checking at the debt. Absolutely. And while that's not bad to pay down debt, we're not saying that you shouldn't pay down your debt, but it's more of looking at your finances holistically and where you should be putting your money and what's the strategy to efficiently pay off that debt so you can leverage the rest of your your finances. Well, and also answering some of the other questions that we've raised, like we just talked about not having liquidity. If the only thing you do is take extra dollars and chuck it at debt, you don't have liquidity. If every extra dollar is going to pay down that debt, you don't have liquidity. And so maintaining some amount of liquidity so that you can take advantage of an opportunity, maybe to expand your practice or buy into a practice or something of that, or buy the building that your practice is in, like having liquidity is important. And one of the mistakes from last week was not protecting your income. And if your income goes away, well, unless you've completely paid off that debt, like, okay, what's the plan for paying off the debt now that our income has been cut in half or cut to zero. Like we can't do it. Yeah, you can see how a lot of these mistakes actually tie in with one another. And compound. And compound, right? You've heard of the magic of compound interest. Well, this is the magic of compounding <laughs> mistakes. Um, and we don't even know we're doing it, right? It's literally, and we get it, right? Like, when crap hits the fan or something is going on or we've got this monkey on our back, we want the monkey off as fast as possible. I don't like monkeys. Like I like them at the zoo. I don't want them on my back. Alex is literally laughing at that last comment. But the fact is, is we want the stress off our back. For sure. So yeah, if I chuck a bunch of money at it, hopefully that debt will start to come down. 
Well, when you're dealing with the student loan debt, that's $250,000, $300,000, and it goes down by a grand, you kind of feel like, holy crap, this is insurmountable. Yeah, sorry, the visual of you having a monkey on your back, being at like, I don't know, Gibraltar or something and having a monkey climbing on your back and what your reaction would be to it was absolutely a hilarious visual to me. I don't want to share live what I would do if a monkey jumped on my back. <laughs> but the point, Alex is literally laughing his butt off right now. And this isn't, it's funny and it's not funny because it's a stress on their on them and to see $300,000 of debt and you're trying to attack it in, in chunks, it's difficult. So to have a plan and actually know what that plan is going to come do for you, we've found that our naturopaths come back to us and say, okay, now that stress is off my back because I can see when it's going to be gone. Well, and it, it's not so much that the, the debt is gone. It's, it's having a plan and understanding and knowing like, okay, it might take me a while to do it, but there is light at the end of the tunnel. Well, it's not even at the end of the tunnel. I can pay down the debt. The debt's actually going to slowly get paid down and I can live the life that I want. Right. Right. It's those two combined and it's huge. We're probably going to spend a lot of, a lot of time. We already have spent a lot of time on this one because it's, it's just a common and understandable mistake that we see all the time. Absolutely. So, um, so have a strategy, talk to someone that actually helps people look at their cash flow, look at their finance holistically and help them build a plan, not just for paying off the debt, but a holistic plan, right? Because you can build a plan to pay off the debt and miss another piece of your finances. That could be a huge mistake. Yeah, and there, there's no one solve for this. Everyone's situation is unique and, and independent. And so there's about five to 10 different strategies that we can go ahead and employ. We're not going to go through them today, just in the sake of time. And also the really, it depends on your individual situation. So have a conversation, whether it's with us or somebody like us to, to put a plan in place and make sure you're tackling this. And then the seventh mistake that we see quite often, and it tends, it's around, it goes back to holistic looking at your money holistically, it's really people focusing on allocation inside of their investment portfolio or or putting all of their money in one basket, if you will. Like their practice. Like their practice. Not that that's a bad thing, but should every dollar go back into the practice? Maybe early on, but over time, that may not be the best thing. What we're getting out of here is focusing in, in one area and actually not looking at where should you be putting your money and how does that coordinate with what you're trying to build? Absolutely. And it, it's building in these things like liquidity, like retirement planning, like having dollars outside of the practice, building the practice itself. And now for a lot of, of naturopaths, we have to come to the decision of, okay, are we building a practice that we can turn around and extract value out of at the end? Like, is it an entity that we can pass on to another naturopathic physician? What is our exit strategy when we decide that we're no longer going to work? And, and it might sound cold and calculated to, to think about it that way. At the same time, you've spent countless hours and hundreds of thousands of dollars building 
your knowledge and building your practice, you owe it to yourself and you owe it to your patients to make sure that that continues beyond you. Especially for your, like, this is why we love working with naturopaths. They got into the industry for the love of helping people and building and bringing that holistic mindset to the medical field and the nat- the natural mindset as well. Yet they forget about themselves and you forget about the financial picture of this and you're doing everything traditionally rather than looking at your finances the same way you're looking at your health. And so you need to look at the the ebbs and flows of what, what's going to happen there, right? So like if I go home and I drink a lot of bourbon and then I go home tomorrow and I drink more bourbon and this becomes a theme, what is that going to do to me long term? Probably not good. I'm guessing unless I've got like the world's greatest liver, right? Then I have to build in the exercise, right? So all of these things work with one another. So the same thing is true about your finances, where you're putting your money today matters, not only for today and the future, and you have to have flexibility because you don't know what's going to happen. And really all this is going back to the same central theme, and that is creating balance. We haven't talked about creating balance in, in this series of podcasts too much, but that's what the seven mistakes are all pointing back towards is without balance between these things, we're going to inevitably make one of these mistakes because we don't have liquidity. We don't have a philosophy. We're just throwing ran- money randomly at these different tactics as opposed to creating a plan and creating a systematic way of approaching it and making sure that, that we have balance and we're creating a sustainable system. So that's mistake number seven. We've given a little bit of solutions here and there for each one of these mistakes. Again, our ebook provides a little bit more details as well as some of the solutions um, for these mistakes. You know, in the end, hopefully we're really kind of, I don't want to say beating you over the head, but we're probably beating you over the head around, are you looking at your finances holistically? And are you talking with a professional that can actually help you in that capacity? This probably doesn't feel a whole lot different than the way in which you guys look at medicine because you feel like you need to beat people over the head to help them understand holistic medicine and the the proper approach to take and to a a naturopathic approach. All right. If I came into your, your clinic and I told you I have a headache, I'm quite sure you all are not going to go prescribe me something right away. You're going to check about my diet. You're going to check about my sleeping right? You're going to go through all these different pieces. Do the same thing with your finances. And what does this allow you to do? It allows you to help patients that much better. And enjoy life and recharge. So I think that's a great point to end on, Alex. Let's talk about the question of the day. Hey, the question of the day is, is again, which one of these three mistakes, not having liquidity, not having a strategy around paying down debt, and focusing on on allocating where your dollars are going as opposed to the actual location that they are and how they work in concert together, which one of those three mistakes is the biggest concern and and you really had a big aha or you really would like some help focusing on, on that aspect. Uh, again, go back to holistic finance. Holistic-finance.com. Thank you, Ryan. And there's a comment section on there. 
post it, post it in the comments and, uh, you know, maybe you'll hear your topic in an upcoming podcast. Awesome. Well, I hope this was valuable for you. If it was, please share it. Uh, send, you can send an email, you can do Facebook, you can say it on Twitter. You know, if you got value of it, I'm guessing you've got a friend, maybe someone that is another naturopath might get something out of it as well. So that's the whole purpose of us doing this podcast. It's free for you to listen to. We just ask for you to share if you get some value. So other than that, make it a great day. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities, Guardian, or Quantified Financial Partners, and opinions stated are their own. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. Brian and Alex are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC. OSJ 3585 Maple Street, number 140, Ventura, California, 909-399-1100. Securities products and advisory services through Park Avenue Security, member FINRA, SIPC. Financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, New York, New York. Park Avenue Securities is an indirect wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Quantified Financial Partners is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. Number 2020-92908, expiration January.